0: Entertainment. Welcome Eagles everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. I'm here at the NovaCare Complex on a late Monday afternoon. And yeah, we are looking ahead at the Atlanta Falcons. The regular season is here finally. The Eagles and the Falcons on Sunday in Atlanta. And we'll get into the specifics of the game throughout the week. Um, But we today have a really good podcast for you. We're going to hear from the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese, his 45th season as the play-by-play voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to tell you who the team selected to be its captains for the 2021 season. That's a vote from the players, so it means a lot to be elected a captain. But let's begin our Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, with our one-on-one, our first one-on-one, with head coach Nick Sirianni. He'll come your way each week and this week he is also preparing to make his NFL regular season debut. We welcome you to our first weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni. Hi everybody. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Our conversation presented by Wawa and coach. Welcome to the regular season. We're all excited about what's ahead. What's it been like for you putting this 53 together, getting to this point and and then what happens here the rest of the week?
1: It's just been, you know, everything's been a grind, right? And it's, but it's an awesome grind, and it's a necessary grind that you go through all these steps, right, to get to where we are today, right? So it's all the all the OTAs and the off-season workouts, and get in the in the draft uh, analysis, and and then and then the training camp, and just working. There doesn't look like there's an end in sight, right? But you just keep putting your head down and work every day, every day, every day, with an attempts to get better, attempt to get better every single day. So you're ready for this moment right now. So I think we've positioned ourselves to be ready for this moment right now. Now we just got to work this week to get ourselves ready for the week the week ahead.
0: 17-game schedule, probably, you know, you're going obviously week to week. Do you have a feel after three preseason games and joint practices and training camp, do you have a feel for what this team can accomplish?
1: Um, you know, again, I think that we just you just want to be in this mode where you're getting better every single day, and I really believe that we've done that to be able to, and and you can't just turn that off. If we've really been like that, we've really been like, hey, we're getting better every day, better every day, better every day, better every day, not looking too far and forward, not looking behind you. Then it's hard to say, hey, what we're going to be after this week? We're we're getting better every day in attempts to beat Atlanta. Period. So, and that's goal one, and um, then we'll go from there.
0: Nick, this team has had, you know, offensive pieces come together. You've talked about meshing your offensive philosophy with the personnel that you have. And every time you talk to players, they feel like the sky's the limit. We can run, we can pass. I mean, do you have a, do you have a sense, after you've now meshed everything, um, what the offense is going to look like? Can you kind of give us a little sense of, of what you expect?
1: Sure. I mean, you know, again, we're going we're gonna to use our playmakers the way— they they can be used right. The, what we we know now, like when I was when I first got here, we didn't know exactly what everyone can do. Even when you even when you watch tape on someone, there's still a little bit of an unknown until you get your hands on them and work with them. And so now we're to a point where like we know what everyone can do. We know where they fit into the offense. We know what things on the offense we maybe can't run and some things in the offense that we've never run before that we're going to run because of the players that we have. So excited, um, excited to get to work with these guys and, and see them shine in, in game action. Um, and, yeah, just just really looking forward to what they can do and, and seeing it on Sunday.
0: I know you talked about this earlier in the week, but Atlanta's defensive coordinator is Dean Pease. He's been around forever. He's got two Super Bowl rings. He's retired twice, come back. And he's got this quote that every position will blitz on this defense. What does that mean as you're preparing for what Atlanta might bring,
1: you got to be ready to you got to be ready to have a plan going in, and then be ready to adjust. I mean, that's essentially what that means. And you know, for whatever reason, I feel like the guys that are really good, you know, like Coach Pease is, like the guys that are really good, they retire, and everyone's like, whew, they're retired." And then they come back, right? It's the Michael Jordan, it's the Brett Favre, and it's Dean Pease, right? So you know, you just you just. Uh, that's that's just for whatever reason that's that's the way that these guys are that are really at the top of the profession and I got nothing but respect for uh, Coach Pease. He's a really he's really good at what he does and so his play, his teams always play hard. They play physical. They play fundamentally sound. So we know we got a challenge ahead of us. Um, but as far as that blitz goes, we just got to be ready to, to ha- have a plan. And be ready to adjust that plan, because that's what football is—is is, is being able to adjust on the fly.
0: There's also the noise factor, which was not a factor in 2020.
1: Any adjustment needed? Sure, you're gonna now you're gonna have that silent count that's back up and, and running. So, um, listen, everybody that's in this building right now has had to play in in noise. Um, it's not like we got a guy, you know. Jalen played at Oklahoma, he played at Alabama, so he had some games at LSU, right? He had games at TCU, wherever. And no one's coming from Mount Union where they played at John Carroll the week before, like myself. And I've been, in, I've been in the league, right? So we have no rookies from Mount Union. Everybody's used to the the noise, being able to have to play in the noise. I, and I want to, I don't want to say used to, but at least has went through that process before. It's not going to be a surprise to anybody.
0: Jalen Hurts, you've been very effusive in your praise of the way he's developed through the spring and through the summer. What is the next step for him in a career kind of perspective?
1: Sure, one game at a time. Go out and play good in this game against – to, to go out and play good in this game against Atlanta and stack plays on top of each other and then stack drives on top of each other then stack quarters on top of each other halves on top of each other and then it's going to games right but it is being in that dog mentality of no matter what happened on this play moving on to the next play whether it was good whether it was bad play the next play play the next play play the next play and you know I Jalen I, I, I always appreciate how he's how he's kind of built um, and so I I don't sense that being an issue for him. And, uh, you know, just I just see him really – I look forward to seeing how he responds after a tough play or after a good play.
0: Captains named, six of them, four of them veterans, two of them younger players. Really interesting mix, Nick, it seems, in this locker room. Can you talk about what you see chemistry-wise, The kind of the mix of older
1: and younger in this locker room? I think one thing that we, we definitely have is play, guys on this team that have had a lot of success here and when you have a lot of success at a, at a place it's not by accident right it's one one first of all cuz you got talented players and two is because they know how to work and they know how to lead and they know how to practice because you can't have success with just talent there's a lot more that goes to it the the parity in this in this league is so tight that it takes more than talent and so Um, you know, so all those little things there of, of this building and the, and the veteran guys that we have, and then, you know, main goal of ours, uh, you know, when we were bringing guys in this, this, um, this draft class was, Hey, obviously we want talented players that had high character, um, that were tough, that love football because, and, and, and because we knew that they were going to be able to reach their ceiling. Um, and so you know, at least that first part of it's true. You know, we're seeing guys that are talented. We're seeing guys that love and really care about it. And they're guys that are tough. And, uh, you know, I, that's a guy that gets better every day. And so, you know, I feel like we do have a good mix there of young and, old, and younger guys and, and veteran guys.
0: I'd like to ask you, Nick, about Atlanta and their offense and what you see as you watch them and study them this week. What kind of things can Jonathan Gannon's defense expect on Sunday?
1: You're you're getting a veteran quarterback that's made a lot of plays in this league, um, a lot. And I got the utmost respect for Matt Ryan. He's he's a great player, um, and you know that he he really has done just done it at a high level for so long. And you know he, he's accurate. He he makes good, quick decisions. Um, he's got a, he's got a strong arm. I mean he. This guy, this guy is. There's a reason why he's been the NFL MVP. Um, and then I just, you know, there's, he's got some weapons around him that we're gonna have to have to focus on. I always, I've always thought Calvin Ridley was a very polished player. From him coming out, I thought this guy really has good instincts and he really knows how to run routes and work guys. And then and and he put that on top of him having an extreme talent you know and that's 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 something that we're going to have to deal with so and then not to mention uh the, yeah you know Kyle Pitts that they have and and some of the other weapons that they have so a lot of respect for this this team on offense i think Arthur Smith's a phenomenal coordinator obviously i've been on the other sideline from him for a long time. He's smart. Um, he gets his players to play hard. He gets his players to play fundamentally sound, which I think that's the biggest compliment I can pay a, another coach. And so, um, yeah, we're going to have work to do and uh, look forward to the challenge.
0: Last one, Nick, not for you specifically and your emotions, but when you come out of the tunnel on Sunday before kickoff, what do you want to feel from your team collectively coming out of the locker room and getting onto the field?
1: Confidence through preparation. You know, that's that's the big thing, just that we're, we're confident because we know we put in the work, not just this week, but the entire offseason, entire training camp, um, and the entire week getting ready.
0: Great stuff. Nick Siriani, thank you so much. Our one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni pre- presented by Wawa. Good luck on the road Sunday in Atlanta, coach. Thanks, Dave. All right, that is coach Nick. Good luck to him on Sunday against the Falcons, the first of 17 games in a regular season that just couldn't get here fast enough. All right, now off the field we go. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. Forty-five years doing this. We talked quite a bit here. We always talk. Love talking to him. Kind of like this. Like, do you have a real feel for the 2021 Eagles? Well, it's been a distant kind of thing for Merrill and for all of us this last year and a half. So it has been difficult to really get inside and really feel what this team is all about, but let's hear it. The optimism, the outlook, and the voice, Meryl Reese. Meryl, it's season number 45 for you. Um, I, I know you every season special, but because it's 45, you have you at all caught yourself reflecting or, or just thinking about the, the great journey that you've
2: had? No. No, I don't, Dave, honestly. I mean, there are times that things come up and you look back or you see a former player or you your mind has been uh, turned onto an event that was similar to something that happened close to today but no i live in the present and i and i think about the future so i'm not one of these people who says remember when a whole lot i'm i'm moving forward and i'm really trying to tune into this team and this NFL and the way the game is today
0: Meryl, let's let's talk about this 2021 team. I, I mean, I don't know. Really tumultuous offseason in the sense that new coach, new quarterback, quite a bit of roster turnover. Do you feel like you've got a finger on this team at this point?
2: Not really. I, I have a feeling uh, when I look at the roster, uh, I can look at this team on paper and say that they're pretty good. I mean, they're pretty good on paper. We do not really know what the schemes are going to be like because we haven't seen them during the preseason. We haven't seen enough of the young regulars in game situations to really project. Am I optimistic? Of course I'm optimistic. I can look at the offensive line and see Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Siamalo, and Jordan Mailata and say, you know what, those are five good pieces I mean, that's a a very, very good offensive line as it stands right now. Now, they have some talented reserves, but they're not particularly deep. On the other hand, with what has been going on, I don't know that there are many teams in the National Football League that could be described as deep in every area.
0: Isn't it interesting, Merrill, when we talk about the offensive line, and I remember back to the Buddy Ryan days and – you know, I mean, it was very, Ray Rose say that the offensive line was not good. They, they didn't have a solution at left tackle until they drafted Trey Thomas. It seems like since then, the Eagles have always had an, an, an answer at offensive line.
2: No, this, you're, you're absolutely right. And there are some talents and people. I truly believe that whether it's this year or next year, I think that Jordan Bilata is going to be a perennial All-Pro. I think that's the way he's developing. I think that's the path he's on. I think he has the size, the strength, the desire, the intelligence. I think that and a love for the game. A former rugby player who has fallen in love with American football. And I think it's going to show in years to come.
0: Yeah, I mean, he went from
2: a project in
0: 2018, 2019, and all of a sudden he's he's a solid part of the offensive line. Beyond the old line Merrill, um, how do you view this offense, and understanding that we don't know the schemes, we know a lot of names, and I know that you love Devontae Smith, and I know you love Miles Sanders. I mean, all, as you say on paper, there are a lot of weapons here.
2: On paper, they're explosive, but we have to see them explode. I mean, on paper, uh, you're, you're talking about Devontae Smith, who I think could come in and be a star from the get-go. I think that Jalen Rager is capable of being a very good football player. Quez Watkins showed us a lot this summer, but now we're waiting to see it in a regular NFL game. That's explosive as a wide receiver. When you we None of us expected Zach Ertz to be here heading into the season, but he is, and he's talented. You know, to Zach Ertz's credit, he didn't just show up and go through the motions and wait to be traded. He came in and he really invested himself in getting better and getting prepared for the season. And what do we have? We have two outstanding tight ends in Ertz and Dallas Goddard. That's what the Eagles have. Uh, running back-wise, they've got Miles Sanders. Hopefully he can stay healthy and continue to develop as an NFL player. Uh, Boston Scott, I've always loved Boston Scott. He offers a different dimension. And then there's Kenneth Gainwell, who, who's got great hands, can catch the ball, explosive speed. I remember him at Memphis a couple of years ago and how exciting he was while I watched him. So this is a very, very talented, potentially explosive offense. But I think somebody wants to the word potential as meaning it hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, it's one of the worst words in the league. Merrill, circling back to Zachers, we've been around long enough to see players who – when they're unhappy, they just never get their minds right. And it seems like Zach, the way he's approached everything, um, the the words that he had in the media last week, I mean, it seems like he's really focused on having a great season, which would make him the all-time leading receiver in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: Yeah, he's, he's special. He really is. I remember a couple of years ago when he caught 116 passes, that was unheard of. But Zach Ertz is a very talented football player. He seems to be in very good physical shape. Last year, he fought the, the injury woes, but I think he's back. He's physical. He's enthusiastic. He's excited. Let me tell you, he is at the absolute prime of his career.
0: Merle, if you think Jordan Maillot is a breakout player, would you say the same thing about Dallas Goddard?
2: Yeah, I think Dallas Goddard is very, very good. Um, again, with with uh, the only thing about Dallas Goddard that's a negative is that he's been fighting through injuries uh he did last season we didn't get to see him enough but uh, what's great about Dallas Goddard is not only is he a good receiver but he's very good after the catch I think he's I think he's an excellent tight end
0: Marilyn in your mind does Devontae
2: become the number one wide receiver right away yes absolutely uh, that was in my mind the second I heard his name called the draft and that, that was on my mind when I used to watch him at the University of Alabama and say, if if only, if only he could end up as an Eagle. And uh, that's that's the kind of player he is. He excites me. I, I can't wait to see him this Sunday for an extended period in, a, in an NFL game. This is really the most exciting thing to look forward to this week. And also, I have to tell you, and you, you know from talking to me, that I am a big Jalen Hurst fan. And it, it's interesting. I've never met him. I've never met any player who has come here in the last two years because of COVID restrictions, but I have seen him and I've watched him develop over the summer and I've watched him in the last four games last year. And I know I had many conversations with Doug Peterson late last season and he he really loved everything about Jalen Hurts from his leadership to his quick decision-making to his arm strength his mobility i i'm excited about this young quarterback and i think i think he's going to surprise a lot of people if we hear a lot of hurts to
0: smith this year which we all expect right this would be the first receiver that i can remember who came in as a rookie and became the number one Jay, jeremy macklin didn't do it deshaun jackson do it, didn't do it mike quick didn't do it right would this be the first one
2: Boy, that's that's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anybody who did. Uh, maybe maybe Freddie Barnett, because they yeah, didn't have any fair. receivers then, and they brought in Freddie Barnett and Calvin Williams and a couple of others. So maybe he came in as the number one wide receiver if you go back. But uh, yeah, he he does step onto the field as number one. And there's no doubt about that. But uh, I'm anxious to see what Jalen Rager does in opportunity number two last year he was hampered by injuries. i think he's got talent i think he's got ability after the catch uh i'm anxious to see what he can do and again uh the unknown is klez watkins uh we didn't think much about him he was a a late round draft choice last year he showed some flashes but then he really made every day a training camp count and he's got blazing speed So I wouldn't discount him either. I think they've got, and you know, I've been a Greg Ward fan since day one, except when he beat Temple as a quarterback years ago at the university of Houston. But I think Greg Ward is a guy who's always open, always catches the football. So I think they've, I think they've got a very talented wide receiver department.
0: So I agree. I'm I'm, I'm on the same page with you. I I feel like, okay, we've got a bit of a sense of what the offense can be. I think, I think the defense, I mean, other than the D-line, feeling like that's a strength, I'm not sure I know what to expect at all. And I think a lot of that is because I have no idea what Jonathan Gannon's going to do with this scheme. But I'm really, really excited to see because I think so much of what Jonathan Gannon has presented, and how he's presented himself thus far.
2: Well, I like him too. And I think he's bright. And I think probably the the, the thing is within three or four years, he'll probably be someplace else as a head coach. Uh, that's the kind of, that's the kind of potential, or that's the kind of future I think he has. But uh, like you, we haven't seen the scheme yet. Are they going to be a blitzing team? Are they going to blitz some of the time? Are they going to be a team that that rushes basically with the front four? Or how much will we see a front four? Or some other times will we see a front three? There are going to be a lot of multiple fronts. Uh, the other thing is, I think they have a player who fits into the category of a guy that you could expect to have a breakout year. He showed us something last year. He showed us something this summer. And maybe this is the year where Alex Singleton goes from a guy with ability who is coming on to a guy who becomes one of the best linebackers in the league.
0: Alex Singleton, that'd be amazing.
2: He's that good. He's that athletic. He's that uh, instinctive. I like Alex Singleton. I, I think he's headed for a startup. I really do. Samira, so, what
0: kind of thoughts do you have about the defense? Because we really, as you say, we really just don't know.
2: Well, we don't know. Uh, the, it, can you tell me, would Rodney McLeod be out there on uh, Sunday against Atlanta? If he is, that bolsters the defense right away. And I think, you know what? I think they had a very, very good pickup, David, Steve Nelson. Because Steve Nelson gives them two solid corners. I think that between Slay and Nelson, they're going to be okay back there, and they have a little bit of depth. Avante uh, Maddox, primarily a slot guy, but he, he can move around. And some young players, uh, Zach McPherson, uh, showed some flashes during training camp, but he's still in the in the feeling his way into the NFL stage. But I do think that the, their prospects are interesting.
0: Meryl, what, what do you know about Atlanta? What do you think you know about
2: Atlanta? Not a lot. Um, while the Eagles' quarterback has four games, the Atlanta quarterback Matt Ryan has fourteen years. So we we know what he can do. We know that we the Eagles no longer have to worry about Julio Jones. He's gone, and and he was their big guy. They have guys like Calvin Ridley. Uh, he's a good receiver, but uh, they don't scare me the way they did at one point. I'm not saying not saying it's, they're going go to go. The Eagles are going to go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and just role. um, It's not going to be an easy game. No game is going to be easy for this team as it begins the journey to really find its way and climb up in the NFC East. It's a testing opener, but every week is going to be testing for this team. Uh, But Atlanta, again, is a team that we can't put our finger on because they're a team with a lot of new uh, pieces and a new coach in Arthur Smith. And then, Meryl, finally,
0: you know, the fans are coming back. We, we don't get to see them until two weeks when the stadium, Lincoln Financial Field, will be rocking. Your, your thoughts on, on having everybody back?
2: I love it. I love it. I spent the weekend I, uh, watching college football, and to see these, these stadiums, these big stadiums, just shaking with excitement, I can't wait till it returns to the NFL.
0: All right, great stuff there from Merrill. As always, just a quick one for you here. The 16 captains, as voted on by the Eagles on offense, quarterback Jalen Hurts, center Jason Kelsey. On defense, defensive end Brandon Graham, defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, and safety Rodney McLeod. And on special teams, Alex Singleton, who last year at this time was just kind of hanging on to a roster spot. Now he's a captain. Anything is possible if you set out for a dream and you work hard to achieve it. Congratulations to Alex Singleton. And thanks so much for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. If you have a moment to give us a five-star review, we would appreciate it. It's in the details section of your podcast library. It's the Eagles and the Falcons on Sunday. We get a taste of what this 2021 Eagles team is all about. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. And as always... Fly, Eagles, fly.